When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Wednesday pre-market prep. Spencer Israel here, Joel Khan, and Dennis Dick with you as we are every morning. A lot of news on our radar today, of course. Earnings, obviously. Netflix, Snapchat from yesterday. We'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about this move in GM after their Hummer event last night, the move it's making this morning, along with Nikola and Ford. Uh, Pinterest as well, moving uh, on that Netflix or on the yeah on the uh, Snapchat reports. So we'll talk Pinterest, getting a pair of upgrades. A lot on our radar. Our guest, we have a new guest on today. Alex Cole is his name. He is the CEO and Chief Market Strategist at Go No Go Charts. He's got a cool new uh, charting style that uh, I think some of you may uh, get a kick out of and get, get uh, appreciate. Uh, so that'll be at 8.35. He'll show us uh, his charts and and how he sort of looks at the market. Uh, we got a lot going on today, Joel. Uh, I'll bring you on here. How are we doing this morning? Because we got a lot of earnings, a lot of individual news. How are we doing on the overall macro front? How are we doing on No Tangent Wednesday here? We're sticking strictly to business. A lot of news to cover. A big old rally overnight. We got to 34.58, turned around, and now we're in the red by Two and three quarters handles at 29.75. Pre market low hanging out right near that 430, 445 low when they smashed the spoos when the the Netflix numbers came out. Uh, You now have crude in the red by 77 cents at 40.93. Gold trying to move up to the top of the trading range up $5.40 at 19.2090. Silver not being left out of this rally, up 11 cents at 25.09. And don't look now, Bitcoin clears 12,000. It's up $455 at 12,425. And the, it was a buy there at 12,000. Uh, Triple D, how are you doing on this hump day? Mm, not too bad. It's just been. The most choppy after-hour session, choppy pre-market session we've had in a long time. We were down, we were up, we were down, we were up, we were down. It's called the yo-yo session. And if you ain't fading, you ain't trading. If you're a fade trader, even in the last little while, if you're a fade trader, but I tell you, last night, if you were fading moves, you're making money. How were they? I didn't look. I like to look at the, like the 8 o'clock shutdown and uh, just to see which way you were We leaning. were up. We were so, up. Okay. So we tanked. And I think it can, can attribute it. There was a lot of comments Netflix. on the stimulus. No, stimulus. Well, Netflix, yeah, we tanked a little bit. But then we rallied right after that. We rallied after the Snapchat. So we went down a bit on, on, on the Netflix, which we'll get to in a second. Then we rallied on Snapchat because it all tech getting rallied. Facebook was getting bit. Twitter was getting bit. Pinterest was getting bit. Um, so, and you saw a lot of other tech rally there, t- too. And Texas Instruments came out, too, which helped the chips. So I actually saw the NASDAQ trading higher, QQQ significantly higher there. Um, even though Netflix was down. Then there was stimulus, and we had somebody on CNBC talking, and you know, there was, so there was multiple headlines about the stimulus. Trump, I, I believe there was even a headline there as well. So talk's good, talk's still going on. 
Uh, but and then, then they sold it off anyways. And then they decide, no, no, we're going to rally it. So we were down 15 handles. They decided we rally for the next two hours. And we end up, we're up like 25 handles last night. And then we pull the rug out from under those people too. And we tank again. So can you show this after hours chart, Spence or, uh, or Joel? Because Joel, this after hours chart session. In the spooze? Okay. Joel, you're sharing the yeah. wrong screen here. So, so get your white screen up. That's pretty oh. cool, though, to see like what you're oh, looking at. There's the chat. Oh. See, this is the chat we're talking. You know, people Good who just spread. listen. Show that. Yeah. Well, I guess if you're seeing it, you're seeing it. Oh boy, I gotta be careful what I have on my screens here. Yeah, Joel. All right, All right hold on a second. Hold on a second. Okay. Screen share. Uh boom, boom, boom. Sometimes I type in ES. I think that's Eversource Energy, but I forget to put the at in there. And there okay. you go. There it chop, is. Chop, chop, chop. And this is starting the, at the open. So yeah. we, so you can see we had the, the the rally. I don't see the dip there. Oh, there was a little Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. Three o'clock dip. Did you get up, Dennis? Yeah, but you got to look at four o'clock. So you got to rate. So we dipped right off the hop because the line restarts. The reopen starts at six. So if you look, you can see the first session from 1600 there. You went straight down. And then we ripped higher. And then we were higher from us. And then we sold it all off. And then we went back to positive again. Oh, no, no. We sold <laughs> off again. So the yo-yo trade, fade trade, working well. Yeah, so that's... I like uh, the fader markets. I'm yeah. an actual fader. They used to well, call me Darth Fader. <laughs> no, no, but I just... Uh, but Dennis, they should have called me Darth Fader. That was a good one, Dennis. Dennis, uh, you must be like... what Star Wars 42 is not going to come out now, right? Because come on, of, Joel. Uh, what what are, what galaxy are they gonna find now and save Princess Leia? The whole world likes Star Wars except you. Yeah. I like Star Wars so much. I pulled the ad ad out of my neighbor's garbage. So I love Star Wars. What did you pull out of their garbage? The ad ad. They were thrown away, and I think it, I told it, you about this. What is this? They were no. thrown. It's the big. It's okay. So the ad ads when in from the Empire Strikes Back it was first introduced way oh. back on Hoth, and it's uh, Imperial. Uh, it's the Imperial Walker, and it's a huge machine, you know, that just comes in and attacks the, all the rebels at hot. So anyway, so I had to go out and take the garbage out about two weeks ago, and I look at my neighbor's garbage, and he's got a full-size Ada just sitting there ready to go to the garbage. I was like, well, thank you very much. Kid's birthday coming up in a week. Pick up the Ada, pull it in, and, and then I just looked at the bin. I was like, oh, he's got other Star Wars stuff here, too. I'll take that, too. So, anyways, my boy's playing with his ad-at nonstop. He loved that birthday present. I so, still I still you, don't Eric, understand. The, the neighbor, Eric Andrea. Thank you very much for the ad-at. Hey, I don't think they listen to the It's show. a toy or something? What is it again? A toy. So, I, yeah. I, I thought... Ad-at. I, Google ad-at. Show yeah. what an ad-at looks hey. like. Spencer, bring up the ad-at. Hey, no. Know what the ad-at no, looks like. No, I thought this no, was a whole lot of tangents. This was a tangent-free show. What happened? Come on. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm bringing it back. Two minutes in. We're, going, we're talking Star Wars and ad-at. You started this. I, oh. Just Can you show me a, um, a stat-at? Later. I will show you some stat stat, stat. <laughs> Wait, the I, stat, stat. Stat Arb? Dennis, you got you, you gotta stop trading, man. You're like all stats and ads, and yeah, you you just gotta get away from these markets. Uh, Netflix earnings, please. Yes, thank you. Finally. All right. Netflix earnings. Uh yeah, we talked about this yesterday. We had said, okay, the question was Netflix has themselves admitted our subscriber growth is going to slow down. Uh, when will that slowdown happen? Well, it, it, it happened already. Uh, that was the that was the takeaway from yesterday. There, uh, I'll read you the numbers. So their earnings per share missed badly. Their new subscribers also missed badly. That was the takeaway. So the EPS a buck seventy four versus a two dollar and thirteen cent estimate. Sales was fine. But new subscribers, uh, they, they added here. I got so many numbers up on my screen here. Uh, two point two million net subscribers added in the quarter. Uh, I guess that was like closer to what the company's own guidance, but it was wildly below what the street was expecting at closer to 5 million. So I see the ad at. Okay. There we <laughs> go. Had to do. Who, did you bring that up, Joel? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> no tangent. No tangent. Wednesday just went back to tangents. Look how so, cool that thing is. And you know what's awesome about this ad at too? It's got like a sensor on it. So like you walk by it and it starts just firing off on you. So the funny thing was, is I put it in my garage to hide it from my kid. And it was just like unloading on something all night, man. So I don't know. I probably had a mouse in the garage or something. Every time the mouse drops by, pew, 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 I was trying to get the mouse. So 
needs real bullets. All right, back to the charts and back to Netflix here. Like I said, a huge miss on their uh, net subscriber ads for the quarter to go with an EPS miss. They gave some guidance, but I think the takeaway here was, hey, they admitted this. They said, if, and if you go back and look at the chart from a few months ago or look at their, their charts of uh, the new subscribers that they added, I mean, they, they, they said this was a pull forward effect, right? All the new subscribers that we added in uh, Q1 and Q2 were just pulled forward from future quarters. And so we're seeing that now. Yeah, so they shouldn't have talked and say that they're pulling them all forward. And you know what? I, I'm, I've been dead wrong two quarters in a row on this Netflix. Last two quarters, I thought Netflix would kill it. And the stock's tanked. So I don't know. Don't don't follow me my lead on what I say on Netflix. Because I, I said yesterday on the show, I was like, I think they kill it. And it had a nice pullback ahead of it. I was like, I didn't mind the setup. I'm glad I didn't go long it. But, you know, it's down 30 bucks here. So... Uh, you get some right, you get some wrong. I've been wrong two quarters in a row on Netflix. So uh, I'll just shut yeah. up on this. You guys will do a better job on mm, Netflix. The, the streets lead, lead in the right, was leading the right way into this one. Uh, you had uh, five down days going into the report. So I was hoping to maybe get a pop-up that 50% of that move. We talked about that yesterday. That's history. Um, you had the panic low. So, I mean, I, I'm not tempted to say that the low of the day's in. That's 486.50. Uh, but I think your option guys might have a hold of it now. And you have 495 to 500 push and pull there. I mean, first time down to that pre-market low, if it gets there, I, I would take a look at it as a, you know, a possible long area. On the dailies, I thought just over 500 would hold it. Blew that. Uh, what do you have on the dailies to rhyme with that? Uh, four, oh, 486.50 was your low on September 29th. So 12 bucks off that, 500 to resist. I think you'll sneak into the 500 handle today. I just don't know how You're buying the dip. That's the that's usually the play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I wouldn't be waiting for 522.26, which was the low of uh, yesterday's range. If I did something like that, I would, you know, if I scooped it up, I'd throw orders out at 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, and just hope, you know, get, you know, fire off those orders. And that size. <laughs> Increase. Are we going to get in trouble for showing that? Um, oh, probably. Yeah. Disney will uh, sue us. Yeah, that's showing our ad at without having permission so to I don't show know. the ad at talking uh, about the ad at without having permission to talk about the ad at. Yeah, so keep an eye on that pre market. YouTube though. will that, shut us down. That's about it. That's about it. Um, All right, so that knocked tech down momentarily until the next report came out, and then they decided they had to buy every social media stock in the whole world, and we'll just buy tech stocks as well. Snapchat blows it away. Give us the numbers, Mr. Israel. Everything was good here. The EPS, they made a penny per share last quarter versus a five cent loss estimate sales of 678 million versus a five uh, 50 million dollar estimate. So they beat on the top and the bottom line as far as the financials are concerned. As far as uh, user metrics, user growth, those were also all great. Daily active users up 18% year over year up to 249 million snaps created per day was up 25%. Total time spent watching shows up 50%. Average revenue per watching year. Watching shows? Up. Yeah, People like that, watching like that, shows that. on Snapchat? Yeah, average revenue. Do everything per was up. That hot dog show, Joel. Oh, Every yeah. dancing yeah. hot dog. Everything was up better than expected. It was better than their own guidance as well, their own new user guidance. So everything was good for Snapchat. It was their best quarter that they've had in quite some time. They are snapping up the shares after hours here, up 20%. It was even higher than that. So it's come off a little bit off the highs. But wow, big move, SNAP. I don't know what to say. You know, it's not only propelling, you know, Snapchat, but the sympathy plays. And I was quick, man. I, the algos are all over this one now because I was quick on Twitter and I was trying to grab Twitter as soon as that snap started popping and it went fast. So if you got Twitter flat, because that's where I was trying to get it, congratulations. It felt like it went in 0.5 milliseconds, but it, it probably did. Uh, and then Pinterest got the lift too. So you had Pinterest, Twitter, both lifting significantly. And then you, they gave Facebook love as well. How much did you uh, jump the offer by in Twitter? Like, I just, you just, so the way my system works at the point and click system here, <laughs> really fast. So, you know, obviously the algorithms are a little bit quicker, <laughs> but I just click the offer and click buy two clicks. So I hit uh, offer buy. It's the fastest, my default size, everything's set up in there. 
I literally, I can go just from a point and click perspective, usually from idea to execution. If I'm really quick, I think way less than two seconds. I think I can do it in less than a second. So idea generate, boom, boom. Like I uh, saw so a few just like pins, boom, boom, boom. What if, yeah, what I'd if, say uh, like under two seconds for somewhere between one and two seconds. What so if you that's my human, that's as a human being. Can so you, it was faster than two seconds. Could you, Algo, Algo's all over it for sure. Could you go a dime a dump uh, above the offer? Yeah, but it, it's hard because I'm clicking. I'm just clicking on the offer price. So I can have, I, I do have, actually have a hotkey built to buy the uh, the bid up. So maybe you should use that. Buy the you should have went above the offer. Cents. You should, you're not going to, I mean, the algos are going to be, you're, you're not going to get the, I mean, you do get it sometimes, but I think if you would have went, everyone was going for the offer. Yeah, like, you know what? It's probably in in my best interest to start using the other hockey, the buy plus 10 cent hockey. Yes. So basically yeah, you just yeah. go boom, hit buy the offer plus 10 At least cents. a dime. It's not a know? bad idea. Yeah, it's not you, a bad idea. Because you know there's someone sleeping. I mean, the guy on the offer is like, oh, yeah, he's on the offer. you're crazy, man. So, okay, here's a here's 100% way to lose money all the time. I'll let you, you know, we can, we can't tie the hundred percent to make money. I'll tie the hundred percent way to lose money. Sit out on the bid and the offer, you know, and make a tight market on something like Twitter when Snapchat's about to report. Because if you're making a bid while Snapchat's crappy, you're going to get smoked on your bid and you're going to lose money. If your Snapchat earnings are good and you're on the offer, you're going to get lifted and you're going to lose money. So either way you lose, lose. That's why the market makers go, yank, they pull their bids and offers coming into a news event. Because they don't want to get picked off. In either event, when you're sitting out there on the bid and the offer, you get picked off. The only way you make money is if it whipsaws through it. Yeah, so, yeah, But in this it. case, it was no whipsaw. Snapchat was a complete repricing, obviously, to the tune of 20%. If you look at Twitter here this morning, also a complete repricing up to the tune of 5%. I'm long Twitter in my long-term portfolio. I know yep. you are too, Mr. Alconan. I wanted to be long in the trading portfolio, but I wasn't quick enough. Uh, this is Someone asked, is this going to fade? Uh, they're going back to the original stock. Uh, and this is a tough one. Tough I mean, call. yeah, uh, boy, oh boy, oh boy. I don't know what the 30 calls were going for. 3560 is your pre-market high. You backed off here at 3438. So if you don't get through this 3560, uh, that's a firm seller there. I mean, this is an hourly chart here that on the bottom. So, so yeah. someone's not messing around. They, they want to sell there. Uh, so first time up, I would jump ahead of that offer a little bit. Avi, if you blow through there, I think you'll see some more paper at 36. So, uh, it's tough. And now on the downside, if you're just holding on, you're like, oh, this thing's going to 40 today. You better not see a take. I just look at 34, 34 held up on the way up. It's still bid above 34. So that's what I'm looking at. 34 to 3560. There's your early range. But I don't know. I'd be so if I had this thing and I had any options, it was up six bucks. And if I had the weeklies, I'd be like touching or, you know, playing the stock against the option. It should, and, it should be mentioned, Joel, that this is an IP, this is an all time high. Oh, by far. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not short of it. I, no, I just might. We don't short stocks making new all time highs. Uh, but that, no matter that's just, what, no matter how much the gap up, I don't usually short. Sure, maybe for day trade, but you know, an intraday trade, but you know, long term swing trades and stuff, I don't short stocks making. And uh, man, if Jeremy Newsom, he he told us to buy this pins uh, after the gap, Dennis. We got to start listening to that guy. He said it's not filling that gap; it's just going to go pins. Uh, that's trading right near the highs of the pre market session, just over forty nine. Maybe just bid up here. Maybe wait for fifty. Uh, support. And this is just mild support. Forty-eight thirty. Uh, Twitter touched fifty on that one, and then bam, reality set in, and uh, sellers stepped down. Wow, that's the first time it's hit fifty. Wow, since uh, since its IPO days, huh? All right, so you pulled a Denny and you went and talked three stocks all at once there. So we're on to Twitter, we're on to pins, or we're still trading on Snap. Uh, I'm, I'm showing Twitter right now. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I didn't look at the charts. Well, you, I don't look at charts. You talked about them. all right. Enough. enough. <laughs> you always yell at me for that. You just does. Uh, that's like five stocks. What stock are you on? You just talked about all of them first, though. 
You started okay, talking. Okay, like, so it's my fault again. What, what, Everything is my fault. This is my fault. Of, what happened this morning? You just wake up on the wrong side of the bed or something? Yeah, it's my I fault. I like to bet. It's Wacky uh, Wednesday. It's both, Wacky Wednesday. Well, see, I know what happened. Is you're both up late watching the, the GM Hummer event. That's definitely what it was. Oh, a little tangent right? there. Oh, uh, look at this. He brings us away. I was going to give you some. Okay, let's okay, do it. Fine. Let's talk okay, fine. No, 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 no. I like no. this idea. General Motors is a better conversation. Okay. So, wow. General Motors stock has just quietly been ripping higher. And we talked about this when it was back at 30. And I was like, if they're going to start ripping General Motors every time they come out with a new electric vehicle, you got to buy a stock because it's they're going to come out with a ton of electric vehicles, just a ton of electric vehicles. And so is Ford. They're not going to sit here and let's just keep producing our gas guzzling you know, cars here while every, the whole world goes EV. They're going EV too. You know, right now, currently, if I, I just Googled it, Tesla's 81% of the EV market. What's just going Tesla. on? Why are we rallying here? What's going on? Do we have any news? Stimulus deal? Cancel I'm orders. Sorry. Cancel all orders. We're Cancel rallying. All orders. This is a... <laughs> Cancel all orders. <laughs> Spencer, you got anything? Right. You got me all scared. Cancel all orders. Oh, look at Dennis on CNBC. They're showing the at right HFT now. HFT, stop. Uh, okay. Uh, Mark Meadows is on Fox Business, says they're looking to get a deal done in the next 48 hours. I mean... That's just... with, with what? Stimulus. Stimulus. Yeah. Dennis. No. Yeah. This has been, this is the reason why we were up, we were down, we we're up, we were down. There was stimulus. Meadows was on last night. He's back on again. Yeah. Meadows was on last night and he was saying, oh, the talks are going okay. Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, go. no, no, no. This may be the same interview. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. This I, was I last I, night. I don't know. I can't confirm. Anyways, is this, a, this is, we're in the chart market because stimulus, no stimulus. Biden, no Biden. We got lots of things we just don't know what the outcome is. So it's hey, going to chop look around. Look at CNBC fade real trade. quick. Fade, fade, fade. That's what look I'm Look at doing. CNBC fade real quick. Look at CNBC. Oh, they were showing an at right there on CNBC. An at at. Yes, yes. Boston, uh, boy, or Boston, I don't know. This is a tough market. to. Tr- I mean, fade. you can't fade every 15-minute bracket, right? I mean. Sure you can. <laughs> we can fade everything. So I, last night. I was buying the dip and then I'm selling the rip and then I'm buying the dip. I wasn't doing as, as good as my one buddy at bright trading. Cause he was like, he's like, I'm buying these dips. And I was even saying, I was like, might as well start, stop doing the arb and just buy the dip. Cause more money just made buying the dip than doing arbitrage. So GM. maybe I just stop arbitrage altogether. No more arbitrage. I don't hedge myself. I just flat out buy the dip. And then you just wait for it to go up because when you're hedging yourself against stocks, you're not making the whole thing. You know, you got two sides of the trade better just to buy the dip. No, I, I, I'm going to keep doing the art, but yeah, we won't always be in one side of market. But man, the fade trade is on. Uh, GM got almost a 37.50 on that, and you backed off a 37 and a half because they come out with an electric Hummer. Yeah, that's a hundred and some grand. $100,000 Hummer. Yeah, so there's different, you know, different models, but the highest end is a hundred and twelve and a half thousand dollars. Uh, the lowest end, I guess, is gonna well, that was overdone. Is going to be eighty eighty thousand. Uh, I want to add a caveat to what you said, Dennis. You said if 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 you know you have to just buy, close your eyes and buy GM and Ford every time they're going to announce some sort of electric vehicle. Yeah, that only works as long as this this EV trade is on, right? That's not going to be on forever. But the EV trade's been off though, Spencer. I mean, look at the other ones. Really, you know, it's cooled off anyways. Tesla's cooled off. Hasn't made a new high in 2 months. I, I would, uh, Neo I, Neo is, has been I'm still long the Neo, but let's back. Like the SPAC, like SPAQ, I'm getting killed in that thing now. I was way up in it. This long-term investing thing, this is a tough animal, man. <laughs> Um, you know, obviously we know Nikola was the start of the end of, you know, the SPAC with EVs, but think about all the other EV plays off of these SPACs, the Helion one, that one's been junk. SPAQ has been junk. I mean, what other ones are there? There's like a dozen of them, isn't there? Well, I wouldn't argue that it's off. I would say it's rotated. The fact that it's cooled off. Yeah. It's rotated into the traditional makers, which we talked about on the show a month ago, GM and Ford. Okay. So I just want to say. To all the Tesla bulls, and I know what the argument's going to be, you know, on the other side, but they're eighty-one percent of the EV market. The pie is going to get much bigger, so that's going to help Tesla because the pie, the EV pie, is here right now. It's going to be huge. Everybody's going to be driving an electric vehicle. But do you think Tesla's going to be eighty-one percent of the market ten years from now? Do we think Tesla that it's going to be Tesla and that's it? Four out of five people are driving a Tesla. Do we think that? 
You mean four to five people who have an electric vehicle? No, I, I'm saying in 10 years, everybody's got an electric vehicle. Do we okay. think that it's going to be 81% Teslas? Probably not. It's going to be Probably 10% not. Teslas. Ooh. It's going to be a lot lower, but the pie is going to be way bigger. So 10%? that's still going to mean Tesla's going to make more cars and make more money because the pie is going to be bigger. But General Motors, Ford, Fiat Chrysler, all of the big automakers all going to be, you have so much choice. There's going to be so much choice. This is my long-term prediction. So much choice. So if you think GM and Ford are just going to sit back and watch the EV train leave the station, they are not going to do it. GM has already said they want 20 electric vehicles. Ford is going to come out with electric vehicles. We're ripping GM because they're coming out with EVs. When's Ford start getting some love? I'm not long Ford, but I kind of want to be. What are your thoughts here on Ford? Is this the time to buy Ford? It's had they're nice... going to start. They're going to start. What happens when they come out with the electric F one fifty? That's are... coming. Is it, it's talk. It's been talked about. Do we have a, a potential date for that or anything? Electric F one fifty. It's been talked about. Uh, I don't think there's a confirmed date. I think, but it's coming in the next year or two. It's coming. And when they start talking, the F one fifty, I believe, is still the number one selling vehicle. Is it yeah. not? Yes, that's correct. When it goes electric, it's going to be big for Ford, too. I've hated Ford on this show for probably at least five years. I've absolutely hated Ford and saying I've sold. I had Ford in my long-term portfolio. I sold it like $16 back in 2015 or 2016 because I just thought that they couldn't get their act together. They're going to get some love when this electric F-150. So I'm actually, I don't know if I can go. Yeah, you know, I don't know if I'm going to go to sell to buy. You know, I, I don't do right just for fun. But I, I definitely don't want to be short Ford anymore. I don't want to be negative on Ford because I can see what's happened with GM. GM has had all this love because of the electric vehicles. Well, you know what? That F-150 electric vehicle is coming. That electric F-150 is coming. And as it gets, you know, more you know talked about and EV gets love. I mean, imagine Ford comes out with a headline two weeks from now, three weeks from now. The electric F-150, we're projecting, you know, next, the end of next year. Oh, no, like, no, no. Blast. Well, they're not, because they've already said it'll be mid-2022. Mid-2022. So, okay, yeah. well, uh, so it's a ways away. But every headline that, you know, projects out, that is going to be a, a game changer for Ford once they have the electric F-150. So everybody, I, I've got an F-150. I love my F-150. I'll buy an electric one. If it's not too much more money, as long as it's not 100 grand, I'll buy an electric F-150, and I'm sure it won't be. So I think, you know, I, I agree. I, I, agree. I can't see owning Tesla here and shorting Ford and saying, well, Ford to zero. I mean, the, the wild card for all the automakers is COVID still. Too. You know, if, you know, we go back in a full lockdown, COVID starts spreading. And I don't think we're going there. But, you know, that, that could be, you know, a catalyst that could, you know, kick Ford off the cliff. So, you know, you do have that wild card that, you know, we are in a pandemic right now money is tighter for a lot of people and you know, obviously not selling as many vehicles as they could if we weren't in a pandemic. But if you're going to give this kind of love to General Motors you know, for an electric Hummer, I think an electric F-150 is worth a lot of money. So I kind of like Ford here. I kinda. agree. I just, you know, and I, and I get in big time trouble every time I say this in the chat, but I just think there's going to be overall a lot less cars on the road in five to 10 years. I mean, they're all going to be electric. Yes. I don't know how many are going to be self-driving. Uh, I just, I, I'm why do you own Tesla still then? Because Lisa, because yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I wanna, yeah, no choice. I, I want to sell it. I'm going to, I'm going to talk to her today about selling Tesla. I mean, the market cap, a, a portion of it. Yeah. 81%. And, and, and this has been deserved. I mean, they've been the best electric maker, but they're all coming for them. This competition for Tesla is coming and it's going to come hard in the next 10 years. I am saying right now, and you know, maybe some other people won't agree with me, but I am saying, and I think it's a pretty easy thing to say, that Tesla will not be 81% of the EV market 10 years from now. The market's going to be much bigger, but I don't even know. I think that they might be like under 20% of the EV market in the market, but the pie is going to get so much bigger. Well, so that's going to help. The argument has always been that Tesla has had such a massive head start, like a years long, huge, huge head start. That, but I think that you know that gap is closing, right? Uh, the head start, whatever you want to call it, five, six, seven, eight year head start is closing. Once now, once we get to next year or two, and we actually have 
other EVs on the road, right? Ford, GM, uh, I don't know what what Fiat Chrysler is doing, uh, but Volkswagen, they all have their other their own EVs out there. Nissan, uh, once you get these other manufacturers with their own answers, then it becomes a question exactly what you're saying, Dennis. So- I mean, the Tesla market cap is $400 billion. Ford market cap is $30 billion. Is Tesla, you know, if we're all going to make EV vehicles, and that's going to be the majority of our money, um, you know, once the story cools off, right now, we know valuation doesn't matter at all. I, I want to teach you guys something. When, when the story is hot, valuation is meaningless. When the story cools off, valuation starts to mean something. And valuation matters. Sean, you'd all said it. I've said it. Valuation doesn't matter until it does. It always does eventually matter. Because eventually the story cools off, eventually the growth slows down, and eventually what keeps stocks elevated is that there is actual value. So, you know, Tesla's been growing, growing, growing. Are they going to grow into their $400 billion valuation? Jason Rasnick believes so. Joel's still long. Maybe he believes so, too. I do not believe so. I think Tesla, you know, is fully valued. But I thought it was fully valued 100 points ago. So am I coming in here shorting it now, saying it's a trade? Impossible to time. And the story is still hot. So it's hard to just come in. But as competition starts to intensify, I'm sure it starts to make some of these bulls a little bit more nervous. I mean, think about Toyota and how much love Toyota has gotten, you know, for, you know, obviously being, you know, the way that they produce cars. And, you know, and they, they've always had, you know, by, by the markets, you know, give, been given a lot of love. It's market cap of Toyota is $184 billion. They're going to come out with a lot of electric vehicles. So Tesla's now over two and a half times the market cap of Toyota. So at a certain point in time, you got to say there's a lot of good news priced in. So you know, I would have thought that was $100 billion ago. It's really expanded. You know, and obviously, you know, people on this show, you know, Jason Razzik has had this right the whole time. So, you know, and I had it on early. And, you know, I agree with you know like and i was on the tesla bandwagon train i wrote puts you know i was on the tesla bandwagon train for a long time but i couldn't get on it when it started breaking through like 1500 pre-split and now you know if you look at it, it's like 22,000 or 25 it's it's so it's just so much you know the market cap's so crazy even if it's a technology company it's just like they still make cars yes uh Real quick, I'm just I'm looking at my sheet that Dennis told me to keep track of things that we talk about on the show that I own and I do have a little bit of GM from a long time ago. So uh participating. You're still in, in GM? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why Lisa. You backed even that. on that thing? GM's had a good I, run. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll have to take a look. I think that I think that was a Lisa pick too. Uh, but real quick, um, Lester Newman threw in four ninety nine on uh, that's a. I know we got a twenty dollar bonus one time, but uh, Bitcoin, Dennis, what is going on with Bitcoin? Where is it? It's breaking out. Is what it's twelve thousand five hundred. Dennis, don't stop talking and buy it. Come on. I don't want to buy Bitcoin. I'm a Bitcoin bull. I just don't know how to buy it. I don't want to open up my little. I'm going to forget my uh, my code like Joel would. So if I go and open up the Where's Coinbase account, I got to remember that. the 16 digit code. I'll forget it. And then I'll be like, oh, send me a reminder for my password. That reminder won't come and my Bitcoins will be lost forever. So and I don't want to buy GBDC or whatever and pay I the huge premium. So why can't you so I don't know how to buy it or GB. You what is you, it? Dennis, you're so smart. You know how to buy Bitcoin. Would you quit talking like that? You know how to open up accounts. <laughs> I don't want to. You know I don't want to do have that. to remember the password. Why can't you buy the futures? I don't understand. The futures are fully margined, Spencer. Oh, they've always been fully margined. Yep, yep. They they, they, they want could to buy the futures. I, I, I fully I don't margined. Know. Is there is there a premium paid there too? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't no, looked. I'm not a Bitcoin trader. I'm a stock where, trader. I haven't looked into any of this stuff. Look into it for me. Where is Bitcoin <laughs> trading at? Uh, the futures. I don't know. There's something going. I on. think it's going to twenty thousand. Are they doing another fork or spoon or something? Another fork? Are they? Dennis, do you know? Are they? Doing I, I can't speak to any forks, but spoons potentially, yeah. <laughs> 12,000. talking about it. I, I'm completely A lost fork. They do forks. Who does a fork? Spencer, the, will you explain it to them? They. They split the value of of of, of a, a Bitcoin they of a Bitcoin that you can mine essentially. Oh yeah, it's not. Called, is it called a fork? Yeah, they fork it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they already did, just did that. I see that Pompey guy on my Twitter all the time. He's been pumping, you know, and saying you got to buy before the they do. You know, we know who we got to track down, Spencer. Remind me to. Um... I think it already happened. Who's the guy that Spinner really doesn't like? He's a, manages like seven billion dollars. Yusko. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah. Yusko's been good, man. Yeah. He's great. He's, he's been good. very wrong on the stock market because he's been bearish stocks forever. He's bearish stocks by Bitcoin. And you know what? The Bitcoin's come back for him. The stocks being bearish stocks doesn't work so well. But bring Mark back on. We've had Mark a few okay. times. I like it's, Mark. Yeah. It's kind of hard Mark's to get Mark's a nice on. guy. You got to nice send guy. like 42 emails. Spencer, you want to get Mark on? Sure. I yeah, bring Mark back not, on. We it's like just a lot, of, a lot of emails. And he's been wrong about the stock market, but he's, he's okay. pretty good. Spencer's in charge of that. He, right. I'm okay. in charge of getting Mark Yusko back on the show, which I which I can do, so that's fine. Uh, speaking of uh, nice guy. speaking of bringing someone on the show, uh, I do want to bring on our guest for the day. That's called a segue, folks. Uh, Alex, Alex Cole is the CEO and the chief market strategist of Go No Go Charts. I want to stop sharing our screen so we can see Alex. Alex, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Great, lively chat this morning. Yeah, I know, I know. Not, not every show is like this. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Most what. of them are, though. They're full of tangents, and we talk and, stocks ten percent of the time. If I may, if I may jump in, the Adat was one of my childhood favorite toys. Awesome <laughs> toy. Awesome toy. <laughs> I'm not lie. Would you pick an Adat out of the garbage if you saw it there? I don't know. I might. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> depends how much garbage was on it. Would you give it to your to your kid for, for a birthday, birthday present? The garbage. Oh, you're, put, you're putting me on the spot now. <laughs> All right, uh, Alex. You spent many years uh, at Bloomberg, uh, and then uh, at Bloomberg, you were sort of you know creating uh, technicals and creating your own way of looking at charts. Tell us about the the new the, the style of charting that you have created here. Yeah, absolutely. So um, for me, uh, getting more and more into technicals over the years um, at Bloomberg and also now I'm, um, I do a lot of work for Wiley as the SME for the CMT product. And I always found myself um, really appreciating and enjoying more and more of the traditional technicals that you studied and read about. And uh, the problem then becomes that you end up with a chart that has, I'm sure you've seen you know, all over the place charts with five panels and indicator after indicator and lines after line on the chat, on the chart, uh, on the price chart to the point that it becomes a little difficult to, to really see price and to see important levels. Um, and so a lot of my time became focused on trying to simplify that process and build custom indicators that, um, that would sort of distill the technicals for people and for myself when I was talking to clients or doing my own research. Um, and so where that led me to over the last, uh, since I've left Bloomberg and over the last sort of several years was trying to color code charts based on the inputs that I held on to after doing, you know, those, I guess, those years of, um, of looking at technicals, trying to distill the chart using colors to color code trend. So what you end up with is just one chart that has the, the price, but it's coded, colored for you. So, you know, the trend. Um, and then one panel that is an oscillator using the same ideas, blending traditional, um, you know, robe, well-used, tried and true, I guess, um, indicators into one so that you're not overloaded and then overwhelmed with the, the state of the chart. You know, I used to just get frustrated that after you, you're like, oh, yeah, this is really good. This is a really good indicator. This is a really good indicator. And then your price panel is shrinking to the point that you can't draw support and resistance or you can't find um certain key levels so so that's that was my approach um so so can you show us some charts yeah let's yeah, see yeah charts. sure so i mean i i've been loving everything you've talked about so far. i don't know if i could show a tesla i could show a bitcoin um let's let's start let's start with tesla let's start with, with tesla yeah. sure so, so let me you know they're due after the close anyway it'll be the story, story of the afternoon good stock to talk about yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. You click share your screen there i said the full bearish segment on them yeah <laughs> <laughs> Right. So yeah. but I talked the fundamentals. The charts might talk me out of this. Right. So, so let me know if you can see my screen. Yep. Uh, I got you. So, so the way it works is um, the I go through five colors. So from sort of you know if, if I pull this back a little bit, you'll see bearish moves are are going to be the darker, the purples and the pinks, and then the bullish moves are are blues and pale blues. So in the background, I'm saying okay, if this is true you know, count it. If this is true, count it. If this is true, count it. And then once I've, once I've got, um, you know, and it's, and it's nothing, it's not like I'm looking at moon phases or anything wacky. It's sort of the traditional technicals. Like if a price is above a, a moving average, let's keep, let's, let's count that. If um, MACD is above zero, you know, let's count that, things like that. And so once those are all being um, uh, met, those criteria being met, then, then I get the strongest uh, blue color. 
and I call that a go trend. Um, and then the, the dark purple would be the no, no go trend. So Tesla's been on an absolute, you know, rip for, as you guys have been talking about forever. Um, the trend, uh, according to, you know, the inputs for trend concepts is still definitely a go. But as, um, as, as you were saying, it, it certainly has faltered, hasn't made a new high in a while. We even had a couple of, uh, if I zoom in a little bit, even had a couple of amber bars and am, amber bars colored mean sort of non-directional uh, struggling to find to find the trend. So it sort of flirted with going out of the go trend, uh, came back in, but is is failing to make uh, to make new highs. So so I'm I'm looking at the earnings, thinking you know I think the earnings are the the thought is is that they're going to beat their earnings. Uh, there's going to be an, a a beat in the earnings estimates, but you know you've still got quite a lot of way above to get back to that prior high of of just above 500. So even with the good earnings. You know, will we get uh, to a, a, a new high? You know, no, not sure. And then the other piece of the the indicators um, that is really important to to use along with it is the momentum indicator, which is this one down in the bottom. And it's the same kind of idea: uh, blend some of the most used uh, momentum oscillators together uh, to to get one indicator that tells you everything you need. And and the idea with this, when those inputs you know how with an oscillator, RSI, whatever you're looking at, you've got overbought and oversold. When all, when all of the inputs are neither overbought or oversold, meaning they're in that neutral range, then the go-no-go -no -go oscillator will drop to zero. So that's, that's kind of important information because it means there's a bit of a cooling off or a consolidation. And you can see how for quite a long time now, uh, Tesla's been sort of, you know, um, banging around about that zero line, not really bouncing one way or the other. And in an uptrend, that zero should be support. It's a hard level, a defined level of support. Um, and so we, right now, we're really looking to see if we can rally off the zero line. And if we do rally off the zero line, we get, we get one of these green circles, which you see all the way through the trend, which we consider to be relatively low risk re-entries. I would expect if we rally off the zero to make some sort of attempt on that high um, with price going back up. But again, you know, there's a lot of overhead resistance there. Um, but that's, that's, that's sort of where we are with Tesla. The trend is definitely in place, but we'll see. Uh, first, I want to thank you for coming on today. Great looking charts here. I want to add, what about volume? Do you use volume is all, yeah. at all as part of an indicator? Okay. Yeah, so so my goal with creating these was to sort of put all the elements that I could into one chart. So in the oscillator below, the darker blue is when volume has been above average volume over the you know previous. Oh, period. okay, good. Uh, so so when we are seeing this consolidation, as you often get in a consolidation, triangles or sideways patterns that you know textbook says volume should decrease through a pattern or through a consolidation. You're seeing that in the oscillator here that it's gone back to that paler color. So the volume is relatively low um, compared to, to, to previously. And again, then if you do see a rally off zero and you do see uh, you know, perhaps a test on that recent high, it would be nice to see that go back to a dark blue showing that volume is picking up on, on that. But yeah, volume's in there as well. What about uh, pre-market and after hours trading? Yeah, so... Um, I don't my I don't look too much at the at the pre market stuff. I, I'm a you know days and and um, days and, and intraday I'll look for entries. But you know obviously we were looking at Netflix. Um, I don't know if I, if you want me to change. Sure. Change, no, yeah, no. I just wanna... wondered if you incorporated it all into um, your, into your no, analysis. Well, well, I incorporated only to the extent, uh, Joel, that. If you load, if you would load pre-market data, then the it will will capture that. But but I like I I, I generally don't um, okay. on the daily. But this is where I have uh, on my Netflix chart. I've got the pre-market level here. Uh, we were we were down to about I think four ninety seven pre-market. Um, so right now again, what will that do to the daily trend in in Netflix? Um, but yeah, it'll work if, if you're somebody that uses. Uh, pre-market data, then the data will, will calculate and, and okay. give you. Alex, I see. So it's really cool to go, no go. And, you know, obviously it makes it simplified. It's a lot. What about your out? So these are like, like entry positions. How do you know, like when to exit the trade? Sure. So again, you know, I, I talk to, um, uh, especially with my time at Bloomberg, you, you can imagine that the Bloomberg client is, is 
all different. Um, so we would talk to traders, we would talk to portfolio managers. So everybody's going to have uh, different um, risk tolerance, different exposures, different strategies for for holding. What I like to look at for, um, you know, for outs for myself, I'll show you what I mean here. If, if I get into a trade or if I look at a, a long, this go flag back on Nestle here was the last uh, go initiation around one, uh, 140. Now, because of using the oscillator within trend, when the oscillator um, in conjunction with the, the go coloring of the trend, the oscillator should stay on the right side of the zero. I was mentioning that a little bit, but the interaction with the zero is really, really super important for me because if you're in an uptrend, price will get overbought over and over and over again, right? You'll see, you know, enthusiasm, 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 but you shouldn't be getting oversold readings in an oscillator. So if I, uh, if I get oversold readings in any of the inputs, then the oscillator will actually cross below zero. So when I'm looking uh, to, to sort of take profits, then I'll look to the oscillator because the oscillator should, in theory, stay above the zero line. And you'll see how it, it stays on, hits the zero, finds support, hits the zero, finds support, hits the zero, finds support. So when that oscillator is broken uh, at the zero level and goes into negative territory, that would be one of my ways to say, okay, the, the go trend is threatened because we shouldn't be getting any oversold readings. Um, and now that we're into that, it, we, we've gone oversold, that could be a take profit. But then in this case, you get back right in with the new uh, low risk uh, entry for the next move. But using, I use the oscillator a lot to, um, to tell me when the, the trend is threatened, because like I said, if, it's, if the trend is healthy, the oscillator should stay above zero. It could go neutral in any kind of pullback, um, but it shouldn't go oversold. And that, that lines up a little bit with the weakness in the color of the trend. When it goes to that paler aqua, that's when I look to the oscillator to see if it finds support at the zero, which it should if the trend is healthy. See, I, I like this because one of the things that's always bugged me the most about technical analysis is just is what you said. It can get so complicated and like it's fine if I have someone there who can explain all the different indicators and colors and what they mean. But like if I you know if I look at a chart and I can't and I have a hard time seeing what the price is. You know what I mean? It's it, then I'm just like, what's the what's the, even the point of this, right? Well, and that's, so, that's, that's, that's what I, my problem. So I'm yeah. just curious, like ballpark here, how many different indicators? Because this chart looks very clean. So how many indicators are actually on this chart right now? Because it seems like yeah, yeah. So um, and I I was just gonna follow up with like for, I'm a real, <laughs> I love the old technicals. Like Edwards McGee had a book that I I just fell in love with when I was studying it for the first time. And so looking for patterns was one of the things that I really like to do. And, you know, you can start getting trend lines on your chart and, and it, it's not obscured or it's not too small. So that, that was a real major focal point for developing this. Um, but to answer your question, um, there is at least 10 concepts slash indicators in this and with multiple sort of inputs, like there's a shorter term time frame for some of them and a longer term. So there's quite a lot of information in here and it's, it's just about um, what I... Uh, wanted to look at every day um, and, I, and I sort of squeezed it all in. <laughs> so how, how does someone get access to this? Because we're on trading view, right? So how do we... Yeah, so, so right now um, we're actually, it's really, really uh, exciting. We, we've got, we're actually launching uh, our own sort of gonogocharts.com, which is going to uh, provide the, the service um, we are, we do have the indicators on TradingView and, you know, you can reach out to, to me and I can enable uh, the indicators for you. Um, you can go to the website, put in an email and, and, and we send out weekly research, um, but it's gonogocharts.com um, or you can send, uh, send an email to info at gonogocharts.com. But yeah, we, we're, in a, we're, we're hoping to, to put something out that's, that's really pretty cool in the near future. But at the moment, we can enable people on TradingView. Absolutely. Uh, one, one quick question for you. Um, you know, we're obviously there's technical traders, there's fundamental traders, different time frames. Do you either for your, you know, your personal investing or yeah. for trading at all, do you pay any attention to the fundamentals? Um, so, uh, myself, no, my, myself, uh, personally, I, I pay attention to what's happening to get uh, for idea generation a little bit. So like, you know, you guys have been talking today about, you know, earnings coming out and um, 
talking about the, you know, I love the electric car uh, story. I, I couldn't agree more that, you know, I can't imagine that one company will dominate the, the whole market when all cars are electric. I was looking at the Ford, uh, Ford website the other day and they have, a, they have a, an electric mu Mustang. It looks nothing like a Mustang. It's called the E-Mac. Um, but it's like a small SUV. So every company now has electric vehicles in some form or another. Um, so I look, I, I look to the fundamentals and I read the news for idea generation. But then when I'm looking at the chart, I try to keep it purely technical. Um, I, I don't know if that answers your question, Joel, but. Um, yeah, it does. That, Thank you. That, that, that's Alex I'm Cole at. is the CEO and the chief market strategist at Go No Go Charts. I've dropped the link into our various chats. It's very simple. Go No Go. Dot, dot, what I put it? Go No Go Charts. Dot com. It's in there. Alex Cole. Thanks a lot for the time. Thanks for sharing your charts. And yeah. we'll, we definitely have to have you back later in, in the year and uh, see how things develop. Thanks for letting me in on the fun. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate Thanks, it. Guys. Uh, 8.50 here. We got about 10 minutes left in our show. I do want to get to our chat and want to remind everyone to hit the like button. Forgot to mention at the top, likes help us and therefore they help us help you. So the more likes, the more, uh, the more fun we can have. Spencer, you make sure everyone that uh, pays in the super chat, we cover their stocks, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we covered Bitcoin. So uh, I saw that in there. I earlier. took care of Lester. Yeah, we work for tips. If there if there's another one uh, that I missed, yeah, okay, there was one that I missed uh, no, uh, while we were go. talking to Alex. We were talking. He asked about uh, LIT and LAC for the long term. Long term. LIT, the ETF, yep, the no, lithium the ETF. ETF that isn't all oh, lithium. Wow. I haven't yep. checked my lithium lately. I, I looked into this before into what is in the LIT holdings. And it's surprising, actually, what's in there. So you just got to always dig deep. Whenever you're buying an ETF, jump into what are they actually holding? Because sometimes it's not as what is advertised there. You obviously think in this case, it's all going to be lithium stocks. And there is a lot of them in there. But there's stuff like Samsung. Like, that's not, you know, a pure 4% Samsung. Um, ALB is a lithium play. But ALB also has a lot of other stuff, too, that they have. Tesla's 7% of it. So it's a big component, you know, in, the, in there as well. So it's always interesting to, you know, jump into the details, you know, like you think, oh, lithium, it's going to be like companies like LTHM and, you know, a lot of other pure lithium plays. And you're it, looking, it, there's just not of, a lot of pure lithium plays out there. It's, it's a lot so. of Chinese and, and Asia stocks like uh, Samsung. But what do you think, Sam, like Samsung being 4%, like, I mean, how much of their business is derived from lithium and battery technology? Right. 1%, maybe How less. do they get in there? LG, a lot of LG is in there. I mean, these are not pure lithium companies at all. So if you look and you really break it down, it's like, well, if you really went into it, there's like not a lot of lithium in the lithium ETF. All right. But anyway, but that, that aside though, looking at the, that or LAC uh, for the long term. I'll just say LIT that, you know, the trend is your friend there. It had a big move up and a pullback. So I, I mean, it's hard to say this thing is going down anytime soon. It had a real long downtrend from 18 to 20. It made it's your dollar amount. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't say anything about it. Dennis is the LCA expert. So I'll let him take LCA. LCA. Yeah. No, LAC. No, it's LAC. You're, you're, that's, <laughs> you're, you're dyslexic there, Joel. LAC. So I think that's what they said because LAC is Lithium Americas. Yeah. And this has been one of those lithium plays that really got hot there right after the battery event. It went from like $7 to 17. It cooled off. I will say it's in consolidation station. So if you're looking to strike now would be the time actually. So it sets up not bad. I'd stop myself out at the low from three days ago, which was 1192. So just setting up the trade if you wanted to set up the trade. And I don't know if I'm going to do it, but you know, you kind of got like a 50% pullback of the move. If you called it from seven to 17 and then a five point pullback, Joel, just going ballparking it, you're, you're right there. So it's held the 50%. And now it's trying to like put in, you know, a couple, you know, it's trying to put in a little bit of consolidation right above the 50%. If it takes that out and starts going through 1192, then it's a slippery slope back down to 10. But if it holds 1192, yeah, you, looks got, good. You, you got a shot to start continue the uptrend here. So I don't mind buying stocks on an uptrend on a pullback. I kind of like it here. Uh, and I don't know why I thought of the stock. What was the original symbol for LA gear? Remember? L it used to be a low price LA stock. L T G R. 
I don't know. Wasn't it I'm something looking, like that? I remember trading it. Yeah, it was. It's on the pink sheet. It was sheets four. Now. It was Nasdaq. Yeah, it's LA. I remember GR. trading like twenty. Yeah, years that was. Ago. A, used to have those kind of shoes too, didn't you? Those LA Gear shoes and stuff. My my dad had a pair of LA Gear. <laughs> okay. I, I don't think I ever did. Uh, I agree cool with. Shoes. I, I agree there. The support there, and then um, it needs a bounce. Let's just check on uh, DKNG uh, stock of the, the day. The road to forty. It's almost there. Yeah. I want to buy it at 40. It's not quite there. So yep. we got down to 40. We, we, we didn't make a new low yesterday. That's the good news. That's for the good. Yep. Bad news is I still think 40 is a magnet here. I think eventually it's seeing 40. But it's been a nice pullback. I mean, at a certain point, it's like, okay, 42 and a half. It, it's better than buying it at 62 and a half. <laughs> it, tri- it tried to. Uh, it, tried, broken, though. it tried to rally yesterday and uh, it got up. It had a big Keeps block trade. And rejected. Below the uh, low of the day, I think 1.7 million went up at 42.16 or something, and that wasn't even low of the day. So we'll see. Penn had a little bit uh, hung in there. They, man, you still got to love that 64 area. I wish I could look oh, at it as hanging, a low, Yeah. I wish I could look at it as like a low-risk buy instead of uh, slamming it and going I to know. 60. It's because all those lows are there, and you're just thinking if it takes those lows out, it's going to be yeah. like 55 bucks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I sold this thing at 68 and a half a few days ago because I thought I would get it back in the 50s. It was a, it was a, you know, some here I am scalping my long term account, but I just thought the story had cooled yeah. off enough. And you know, it, the other, the, the other thing is obviously it's COVID cases. This is very dependent on what's going to happen with sports. And, you know, are they going to, you know, are we going to continue to get cases? Are they going to continue to have to, or, you know, is it going to just get to a point where they're just going to play the games no matter what, because we know the spread is going to continue if they're going to continue to delay games or, you know, but major league baseball got through it. So baseball started kind of iffy too. And, you know, after the day five of the major league baseball season, like this isn't going to work. And it did. I mean, we're in the world who, who series. Who won last night? I didn't check. Who won last night? Was anybody watching it? Dodgers won last night, and no, no one's watching. Oh no, people are watching. I'm sure. Why are the ratings so bad for it's, sports? We're all sitting so, at home. I are, don't care either. There are many reasons why, and that's the bottom line. There's no one reason. It's it's a combo of we're in an election season. There's every sport is on at the same time, so they're cannibalizing each other. There is no fans. That's surely contributing. We're in a freaking pandemic, right? So people you're have thinking more. a pandemic though. You're bored. You just sit and watch sports, and nobody's watching. Yeah, well, like, I didn't even realize we were in the World Series until a couple days ago. I was like, "Oh, there, there, Dodgers right. are going to the World because Series." Because for a, a three-month period, every sport was on at the exact same time. It a- just feels fake. I mean, with the fifty-game season, why. you know, the NHL was the same thing. It felt fake. This play-in and the way it went. I know Tampa Bay won the Stanley Cup, and it's all exciting, but it didn't feel real. It didn't feel normal with no fans and they got the fake, you know, fans cheering after the goals and stuff. I mean, everything just felt fake. So it's hard. And, and sports having a tough time with that, you know, and obviously, you know, ratings and, you know, people aren't watching sports. They're not betting on sports. So that hurts DKNG and that hurts Penn Gaming. So, you know, obviously, I think that eventually it comes back, but pandemic sports are not as good as real sports. All right, let's do a couple more um, in the chat. Okay, okay. iRobot. This is a good one because they reported earnings yesterday. Uh, I don't think they're comparable uh, because either the estimate was way off or the uh, adjusted number was way off. But $3.27 per share was their adjusted EPS. The sales more in line, and that beat by a lot. Sales of $413 million versus Woo! $312 million estimates. So they blew it away on the sales. It, it and- really went, y'all. Wow. Fade trade worked here like a oh champion. Lord. I mean, unless you were early, I guess. But this went up to over 110 bucks last night. The algos just got oh, all excited. Jesus. Yeah. Murphy. The, the robots buying robots. I mean, up to 110 bucks. That just got ridiculous ridiculous and it pulled back significantly and then every and obviously it's pulled back and that 110 is long gone this has been a consolidation station now here for the better part of the after hours and pre-market session so you can forget about 110 you can forget about 100 in my opinion um yeah. the thing is now in the red and now it's like that quarter killed it and they for whatever reason have decided that it's not good enough and if they that quarter isn't good enough it's a tough go for R- R- rbt because that was a good quarter. 
I know. Got a little bit of this one, too. Picked it up a while ago, I think in the 50s. Oh, Joy, uh, I must have sold it to you. Oh, That's man. when I sold, I sold this thing. At, I had bought this thing during the pandemic, and I was like, I was a believer in it. And I sold my bloody stock before an earnings report because I didn't want to take it through earnings. I sold it like $59, and now it's 92 And I'm like, why did I sell my iRobot? Uh, I'm not this, buying it at 92. Yeah, I'd say right now, just based on the price action, a lot of people will be scratching like, oh man, I just want to see that close. Just give 96. I'll go 95, 95. And uh, so I look at that. I look at the close. Also the high. I would throw out that pre-market action and look at the, the high from yesterday if we can go in rally mode, 98.55. On the downside, yesterday's low was pretty close, 91.75. So it's a little tight, little tight. But I see two lows under 90. Actually, three out of four lows on in the 89 handle. So let's just call 89.76 and a half a, a must-hold level um, on the downside here for IRBT. And this was uh, another one that uh, I got from Mr. Munster. Gene talked about this one a long time ago. And also, I don't know if you're listening, no, but Bill Santiago, we got to get him on again. Uh, this was one of the stocks that uh, – he has in his portfolio, and I hope he's holding on to it. Uh, looking ahead to this afternoon, Tesla, of course, Chipotle reports, Lamb Research, Whirlpool, uh, Discover Financial. Those are kind of the big names uh, that we're going to get after the close today. Tomorrow morning, Coke, AT&T, American Airlines, Southwest. Pick it up. Uh, so yeah, we're picking up here in the earnings season. Yeah. Uh, that'll be a wrap for That us. level on Procter & Gamble you gave yeah. me, Joel, was money. I shorted that open came straight in Heatless, you said the 146 is their size there i looked afterwards after the show and there was like 140,000 shares up there i was like uh I'll, I'll try this mid 145s and it opened at the high tech and came straight in so if you're lucky you know at the chart there open i think i got filled at like 145.60 and i took zero heat it was straight in from there can we knock a lunch off for that <laughs> it was a good one that was all you joel so i shorted that open I was like, I'll risk. I think I was like at 145, like mid, because I was like, I'll, I'll lean on that 146. And I thought, I thought, you know, it was maybe one of those that they'd sell, sell, sell the good news. And it came straight in. It came straight in. You got to use the stock call. on that. You got to use the stock on that too, because these option guys are sneaky. Because I was looking at it, so they don't like they don't open up right away, right? They let the stock open and dip, and then then they make a big old wide oh, market. Big old wide and you're market. like, okay, yeah. uh, I guess you don't want to play today. And then you know, then it drops a buck, and there's big offers on the calls. They're and, not in it to lose money, Joel. I know they don't well, give they, you a market. They that could they're open lose money the options on. at the same time, just so you know, you get a little bit of an edge. They might whatever. open, but they'll open like you said. They open <laughs> out here. You drive a truck. <laughs> Through that spread, man. We're like, this is chopping around. We're going to go way out here where we know oh, we're safe. You want to lift my offer way up here? I'll make the buck on you, but I'm not coming in here. Give me a nice, tidy little nickel market here when the stock's moving around dollars. The only time I've had success with those is if I just throw it, you know, I do my own special calculations and throw an order out there, like on the open, you know, that has to get filled. You know, at a, at a decent price, but then, at, then sometimes you just like it opens up and it's like, oh well, there's I'm the only one trading this today. But anyways, folks, choppy day here. Back I, to red again. I, I, I'm, I I don't. This is gonna be a tough one. I'm just gonna look at this 34.20 area. They kind of got it down there um, after uh, after the Netflix numbers and the stimulus talk. So it's not one of those days where if we take out the pre-market low, like I'm going all in short side. I just, you know, I think you know, you're like 34.18 and then 34.35 and chop around. This could be the election consolidation that I was talking about, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago that turned into be a big rally. But those are those are my final thoughts for the day. All right, we're at 285 likes. Let's get to 350 before I'm done. Did you like it, Joe? Like the show. There we go. There we go. I liked uh, it. See it. You like to see it. Uh, for more information on I just Barry... liking yourself. I mean, I just I don't understand that. I guess I like Spencer. There we go. There we go. Uh, oh, it's, and we get to advertise. We got, you know, we, we found out a little backstory with me, but we didn't advertise the backstory with Spencer Israel. He was interviewed there, and it's now live on the Benzinga YouTube site. Oh, you would forget. But the backstory to Spencer Israel and how thought, he got started in the market. I, I thought surely you would forget uh, that. Yes. So uh, post the link. I'm watching this video today. I want to get the backstory here on Mr. We Spencer just blew Israel. through 300. Was there stops at 300? 
on the likes. 357. Yeah, we just blew through there. Get yep. to the post that link here. Oh, we're going to post uh, that link, I'm the backstory posting. to Mr. Spencer uh, Israel. I'm posting. There's a link to the new uh, show with Jason Rasnick. I was one of the two people we, uh, we interviewed uh, yesterday uh, for the first episode, and that is now in chat. That's called the Raz Report. Uh, for There are more links in our description of our video, according, uh, including links to Benzinga Pro, links to our morning newsletter, The Market in Five Minutes, links to upcoming events. So check all those out. You can always email us as well, premarket at benzinga.com. Email us with questions, comments, concerns, whatever. That goes to all three of us so we all see it. Uh, thanks to our guest today, Alex Cole. Thanks to all of you in our chats. Please remember that all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Uh, thanks to the uh, at ads for their participation in today's show. Joel and I will be back with you at 3.40 p.m. Eastern time to wrap up the day. Best show on YouTube, uh, according to Dan Kino. Kiyote. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.